When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 437. Why we get stuck in ruts and how to break out of them. Part one by Kristen Wong of thewildwong.com and I'm Justin Mollick. Welcome back or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is where I read to you every single day to help you live a more meaningful life, covering personal development, productivity, and minimalism mostly, from some of the best blogs you can find and with their permission, otherwise that would be copyright infringement. And I often do Minimalist Mondays here on the show, but not today. I wanna push that to Friday when I'll actually have a brand new author for the show. But for now, let's get right to the post and start optimizing your life. Why We Get Stuck in Ruts and How to Break Out of Them, Part 1, by Kristen Wong of thewildwong.com. I'm sitting here, hands hovered over the keyboard, using every ounce of my willpower to squeeze out words. Just a few measly words. Why is this so hard? All I want to do is take a cruise with an unlimited supply of Bloody Marys. Or a nap. A nap is good too. And cheaper. The point is, this is so much harder than it should be. You've probably been here, right? After all, you're human. Well, I'm human too. And as humans, our brains are wired in weird ways. Some days, a simple task like writing is easy and fun, and on a different day, that same task is an excruciating nightmare. Okay, I'm exaggerating, kind of. Most of us have been stuck in a rut, whether it's with a career, relationship, or just life in general. You feel you're going through the same dull motions. You don't feel productive. You feel like you can't bring the same level of zest to your work. Seriously, I almost started this paragraph with Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines a rut as, in short, you feel like a zombie, not alive or present, just there. When I get stuck in a rut, it usually happens for one of three reasons. Rut number one, information overload. Ever feel you're pulled in so many different directions that you're not sure which way to go and you remain stagnant instead? When I listen to my own voice, I have a very clear idea of what it is I want to do. Then I see what everyone else is working on and I want to do that instead. For example, I will listen to a podcast that suggests starting a podcast to build your brand. Cool, I want to do that. See someone post their new business idea on Instagram. Oh yeah, I should start a business too. Visit another blogger's website and see how cool their design is. Shit, I need to update my design. I get clear about my path and come up with a solid system for getting there, but then I overload myself with new ideas, advice, and goals. I get distracted and it all comes down to a screeching halt. Instead of moving forward with what matters, I become overloaded with too much information. Branding specialist Elizabeth McKenzie discussed this habit over at the Huffington Post and the way she put it completely resonated with me. Quote, all these voices are too much. They drown out our own voice, that quiet innate whisper from within. The more we listen to others' voices, the less we know the sound and feeling of our own voice. 
And it's when you can't hear your own voice that you become paralyzed, stuck in your rut, confused and lost and turning to other voices to guide you through life, unquote. Paralyzed is a good way to put it, as in analysis paralysis, you feel lost and unsure. So instead of moving forward, you analyze your goal all over again and do nothing. Worse, you start asking yourself, what's the point? Because you've analyzed things to death. Rut number two, burnout. Sometimes stuff just gets old. As an example, I've been working on the same book for two years now. I've written every excruciating chapter and edited it. I've worked with agents who have asked me to rewrite it again. I've talked to agents who have outrightly rejected it. And now I'm editing it again. I started off strong, but at this point, I'll admit it, I'm burnt out. I mean, I'm talking charred. If you touched me, you'd get ashes. When you've been working on the same thing for that long, burnout is only natural. It happens, but the effects are much worse when you overwork yourself and refuse to take breaks. As my good friend Dara says, self-care isn't a reward, it's part of the process. Sometimes the most productive thing you can do is take a break and do nothing at all. Breaks give you the stamina to keep going. Maybe I would have finished this book sooner if I didn't try so hard to work through the burnout. Rut number three, path uncertainty. In the past few years, there's been a push to focus on the process over the goal. In other words, you want to make a goal, but to ensure you carry out that goal, you need the perfect system in place so you'll actually stick with it. This is very useful advice, up to a point. Speaking from experience, at some point, the process can turn you into an automation. When your heart isn't in it and you default to your system, the risk is mediocre output. For example, a book chapter is so poorly written they have to rewrite it months later, or a presentation that looks like a third grader put it together. In other words, you do just enough to get by, only enough to check the item off your to-do list so you feel productive. Feeling productive and actually producing something that matters are two different things. It's extra easy to feel this way, bored and aimless, when you work for someone else because they set up the system for you and it's your job to follow it. If your employer never reminds you why your tasks matter, you get bored. According to monster.com, social scientists call this anime. Quote, that feeling of not really knowing where you are, what your larger vision is, and what the whole point is. That sense of anime is what underlies sometimes feeling bored in your job. It's not that you are bored, it's that the circumstances are boring. Any rational person would be bored, unquote. Of course, not everyone has a job that has some massive purpose, but most everyone feels some sense of purpose in some area of life, even if it's not work. When you forget that purpose and your path becomes uncertain, you're susceptible to a rut. How I get out of a rut. Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled Why We Get Stuck in Ruts and How to Break Out of Them by Kristen Wong of thewildwong.com and I'll wrap it up in tomorrow's show. And that's it for today. Have a happy Monday and I'll catch you in tomorrow's episode where we'll finish this up and where your optimal life awaits.